Hey guys, welcome back. This is Michelle. And I'm Alyssa. And this is the second part of the Fritzel case. Um, yeah, welcome to Ill Natured. this last week you will be very interested i left you kind of, not really on a cliffhanger but well, just the just rest in the of middle the story. of the story yeah. yeah it's been it's been really bothering me also you've had our listeners only had to wait one week but you had to wait two two because yes. i got married last weekend so we That's didn't record right. congrats sis thank you so thank exciting you. It, the wedding was beautiful Alyssa was beautiful oh it was just perfect stop. it was just thank perfect. y'all Ooh, thank y'all thank you yes kiss, kiss. yes ma'am um but anyways if you haven't listened to episode or part you, one yeah if you haven't listened to part one go back and listen to it because you're Definitely. not gonna have any idea what's going on right. um but when we left off, we were talking about. I also I was pronouncing his name Joseph, and I do think it's just regular Joseph. I liked Joseph though. I, I think it was. I think we'll keep it, keep going with it though. I like it, but uh, it yeah. adds a little spice. A little spice. So we're just you gonna know. keep it with Joseph. But I figured I'd oh. mention well, that because. So, mm-hmm. Yep. Yeah. So mm-hmm. we were talking about Joseph and his childhood, Elizabeth and her childhood, and then we were talking about her 24 years of captivity how he 24 years that still just blows my mind yeah like yeah uh yeah Ugh, and i'd like crazy. to think i would know if there was a cellar under my house you know what i mean like that was because if you look at the pictures and you're gonna post did you already yeah post? i posted some for part one and like yep. there's not a lot of pictures that go along with this case and i think i'll mention that later on too that like she just never wanted any pictures of her um after the interaction Sorry about my dog. Um, so there's not very many like pictures of the case, so we probably won't have many with this week's episode. But yeah. I'll post probably another picture of him and her separately, mm-hmm. just to I guess refresh your memory. But yeah, there's a whole cellar under their house that so well they knew like the cellar was there, but not like the but like I would probably cellar, I would yeah. probably go. Do you think the wife ever went down there though? Like no. that's what I. I don't know. It's just so strange. So he, you know, I mentioned in the part one that he was like, the cellar was my area and everyone, even my family and my tenants knew it. And so they all stayed out of there. Weird. The whole thing's weird, but. I, w- I would question like, why am I not allowed to go? There? Right. Like, like I can do what I want. I live here too. Don't that play was, with That's me. my, uh, that's the way I roll. Like, yeah, sorry. Don't, don't play. <laughs> Well, we were talking about how he fathered multiple children with her, took about three of them upstairs, and left three downstairs. And then we discussed, you know, them getting out, how they were released, and the aftermath of all that. So, during this investigation, two police officers headed to the house to retrieve the two boys that were left um, while... 
Elizabeth and Joseph went to the hospital for Kirsten. Remember, we're, they the were out doctor. in the house though at this point. Yeah, right? so he okay. let them all out, and then he took Elizabeth to the hospital because the doctor was wanting to question her about Kirsten's yep. conditions, and that's when they got caught. I kind of thought Kirsten died. She did. No, no, no. Okay, she didn't good. die. She was very, very ill, like unconscious. Like I think they had her in a medically induced coma because she was so sickly. <sighs> um. But we'll get more about her, too. I'll give yeah. you a good um, wrap-up for that. But these two police officers head to the house to see the boys. And upon arrival, they noted how pale and terrified the boys were, but mm-hmm. also said that they were well-educated. Um, so I don't know if you've ever seen... It's Peach Dragon. Peach Dragon. You know how... Yeah, that's one of my favorite Pete's movies. Pete's out in the... I mean, this is a definitely different situation. But for you know sure. how acted that's right. when you got around people that's for the right. first time. This is how these yeah. boys were acting because they've you never been communicate. around. And I'm sure they were terrified. Yeah. Because it's all new. So, Leopold Etz, which is one of these police officers, picked the boys up and drove them to the hospital. Etz says, quote, they were shouting and hiding behind seats. They had seen none of it before. Everything was new. A maze. And all of my years as a policeman, I have seen a lot, but I've never seen anything that even comes close to this. The way this family had suffered, end quote. Oh, that's crazy. I know. I would think the car ride would be really scary. I mean, you think like you're about, moving so fast right. and like you're seeing all the like you're seeing an outside world that you didn't even know existed. Right. Like that blows my mind. Mine too. This whole case has. Oh, it's just insane to me. Like I can't even believe it's real. Mm-mm. He also noted that the boys had their own language that sounded like mumbles and grunts. Like they knew how to speak ink or I was gonna say English, it was actually German, excuse me. Right. They were able to speak German, which is their native language, if they needed to, but they said it took a lot of effort to do so and it was not easy for them. So they had made their own language up to speak between wow. each other. And now how old are these boys? Remind me. Um, the littlest one, which is Felix is four, I do believe. And then the oldest one, Stefan, was 17 or 18, maybe. Okay. Like, he's like, there's a big age difference. Yeah. Okay. Because she had the, tw- like, she had Kirsten first, then Stefan. And then she had, I want to say, Lisa and then Monica and then the twins, twins, Alex and Michael. And those were all in between Felix. And, you know, uh-huh. all three of those went upstairs. Yep. So, the last baby, which was Felix, he let her keep downstairs. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, now, that they were all at the hospital, the medical team got a good overview of the family and their conditions. Elizabeth was extremely weak and traumatized from her 24 years underground. She was malnourished, of course, and had premature white hair and ghostly white skin and wrinkles. Mm-hmm. So, like, she was rapidly aging yeah um she lost all of her teeth and her gums were black from disease what yeah black yes yeah um she had brittle bones due to no sunlight and she walked hunched over with a limp because the cellar was only like five five god that's so crazy yeah it was like that's my height that's like well i mean it's a little shorter yeah that's insane Oh, that's just insane to me. I can't believe we just like years, put that into I, yeah. perspective here. Yeah. Um, her speech was even affected because she, you know, wasn't interacting with anyone. Right. Stefan and Felix both had complexion problems. 
2 and anemia along with the vitamin D deficiency. Stefan had bad posture as well and had trouble with spatial awareness, which is the awareness of objects near you and your body's awareness of the objects in the same space. So basically like he had no awareness of like if he was walking down the hallway with like a table, like he would just bump into the table. Oh, wow. So, yeah. And that was all caused due to him not being able to stand in the cellar. Like, he was a lot taller than the cellar. I think he was, like, 5'9 or 5'10. He couldn't stand up. Like, he never stood up in his entire life as a grown adult. He had to bend hunched over. Like, I I think it'll tell you in here, too, that he literally walked on his hands and knees because it was easier for him. My claustrophobia, like, that really, that just makes me cringe. That's, it just, mm, it's insane. I'll say that a thousand more times in this episode, but it really is. He also suffered with motor neuron problems, which caused walking to be very hard for him. He also had lost all of his teeth, like his mother and Kirsten. Oh my god! None of them had teeth. But Felix was the least unhealthy one at all, and had the best chance of recovery since he had only been exposed to the cellar elements for four years. You know, he's only four years old. Little Felix. Yeah. he. It was said that he crawled around like a monkey by darting all around the room without warning, but he also knew how to walk like a human. But he just chose not to, like, basically acting like a wild animal. Kind of like Pete and Pete's dragon. Yeah. Like, he was just jumping around the place like an animal. Um, they all had to wear dark protective goggles prescribed by the doctor until they got used to the sunlight again. Mm. And they also had to wear the strongest sunscreen to protect their skin from the sun. Like, I'm white, but that's insane. Yeah. Like, they would literally, like, roast. Like, they're, like, literally a piece of white paper. They are pale. They would fry instantly. Yeah. After Rosemary found out exactly what had happened, she suffered a nervous breakdown and was hospitalized as lo- as well. And it was weeks before she was able to be interviewed. Elizabeth and her children were reunited with their family again. Rosemary, Elizabeth's siblings, and her upstairs children. Mm. So they all got to meet for the first time. One of her sisters says, quote, None of us can believe how normal Elizabeth seems. She is healthy and very chatty and doing well, end quote. So, although she spent all this time in the cellar locked away, you know, just having literally the worst traumatic experience of her life, mm-hmm. uh, she still seemed to be herself a little bit. Yeah. You know, she wasn't, like, scared of other people. I think she was eager to see her family. Maybe because she was old enough when she went down there. I think so, she too. Had, yeah. But that's still crazy. I mean, to think that she didn't lose it, that's kind of... Oh, yeah. Miraculous to me. I think it was her children, like, really, yeah. like, keeping her. Yep. Even though I think it was, like, the first seven years she was down there, she was alone. I think it was seven years. Mm, I can't remember, but, yeah. It was she, years. Yeah, I mean, sure. even though she was down yeah. there until she had her own child, like, yep. it was, that was it. Yep. The clinic director said that the reunion went very well and was successful, but did note the huge differences between both families. He speaks again about the boys in the cellar having a hard time communicating with others and were far from a normal state. Mm-hmm. Police finally went into the cellar at the Fritzel home. So this is the first time anyone other than Joseph, Elizabeth, and her three children have ever stepped foot in this yeah. cellar. Joseph is the one who led them, and he put them through five different rooms in the cellar, through like going through the workshop to the cellar. 
he pointed out this false shelf on the bookcase that slid open to a 660-pound, three-foot-high, reinforced concrete door on steel rails. Golly. So this is the door that led them to to the dungeon. Crazy. Yeah. And before being taken back to the station, he gave police the code that opened the door and the six other doors it took to lead to the dungeon. So not only did he have this huge concrete door... He had six other doors that led him to the dungeon. And he made all this. Yes. Right? Like, no help. No, he did all of this before even trapping Elizabeth. Yeah. Mm. So, insane. The team then entered through the door and made their way down the rat-infested, uneven floor to each door. The last door to the dungeon was Four, oh, a four-foot-tall door that opened up to a ton of tiny rooms connected by narrow hallways. That high, their highest point was only five foot five inches tall. Like I said, their po- the police had to let their eyes adjust to the poorly lit dungeon. And inside the dungeon, they found rooms that consisted of the kitchen, two bedrooms, one with a TV and shower, and they discovered the rubber padded cell that he mm-hmm. used to rape Elizabeth in. One of the police said, quote, I went to see this dungeon, the prison for myself. I went through it and was very glad to be able to leave, end quote. And another says, quote, there are things that you just don't want to see. The fewer pictures you have in your head, the better, end quote. Yeah. So, like, they're going in there for just a few hours walking around and they're like, I'm so glad I'm leaving. She spent 24 years down there. Crazy. A few hours later, Joseph was moved to St. Polton Jail. He was booked in and put under suicide watch. The news finally put out a story correcting the fact that Elizabeth never abandoned her children and she had been held captive for the last 24 years. Oh, good. It was one of the most remarkable criminal cases in Austria history. Oh, I mean, obviously. Yeah. The community was in shock and was in disbelief. The tenants that lived there now made sense of all the late night banging and other strange occurrences that had happened. Within hours, a sign was placed outside of the home that said, quote, why did nobody notice, end quote. Yeah. And that's like what we were just talking about. Yeah. Like how, how, like really? Mm-mm. After all this stuff, so not only is he like, Spending literally all of his time down there. Right. Like, every night he's down there raping his daughter. Ugh. And then he brings three... Like, Elizabeth Mm -mm. isn't going to get in touch with any of her family, but she somehow sneaks into Amstead and drops three different babies off. See... And leaves again. The mom... I I don't know. Like, that, that shit would not be going on up under my house. You know what I mean? Like, I would know what's going on. I just feel like... I don't know. I don't know the dynamic there, but... Yikes. I mean, for real, because not only that, you know, I discussed in episode, or gosh, I keep saying episode one, but I mean, part one, right? when he would literally have these packages with Elizabeth's right. name on them getting shipped to the house. Yeah. And Elizabeth, or, you know, Joseph playing Elizabeth called the house phone, the new house phone. And how did he make himself? I, I forgot about that. Whenever yeah. I... Heard part one, I was like, wait a second. He made his voice sound like his daughter's? It's weird. Yeah. It's weird. I don't know. There's a lot of questions to be had with that. But anyways. Yeah. Continue on with the story. Let's do it. One of Joseph's former co-workers said, 
quote, I only have a small pension, but I would spend my money to see him hang on a rope, end mm-hmm. quote. So even though Joseph's best friend said he thought it was a mix-up at all with all of it at first and could not believe it, he now says that he thinks about the situation and he's sick and ashamed to be linked to him. Hours after this interview, there was a sign placed outside of the home that said, quote, reporters not welcome, end quote. All the grown Fritzl children went into hiding. So, like, can you imagine? I bet it was a madhouse. I was about to say, this, like, story went into the public so fast. Like, it spread like wildflower. And then, like, there, in a matter of hours, there was, like, their whole lawn was packed. Yeah. With people. So, this whole entire family has to go into hiding because of the reporters. I bet. Mm-hmm. And, oh, this is just, like... Makes me want to punch this dude in the face because, like, uh-huh. get over yourself. And I'll say something about it later on, too. But it says, In prison, Joseph was terrified of getting killed. As we all know, sexual offenders, especially to children, do not do well in prison. Right. And he knew that, of course. Right. And so, he instantly knew what was coming to him. He had taken advantage of the daily one-hour exercise period on the first day, but stopped after he received threats from the other inmates. Every night, they would bang on his cell wall and scream, quote, Hey, Satan, come on out and play. And then they would say, We are going to get you, end quote. Yikes. So he's being Good. taunted. Exactly. Good. Like, Good. scare the crap out of uh-huh. him. And he deserves at least 24 years of that. Oh, about 84. Okay. Yeah. His whole life. Yeah. That was their. That was those whole children's lives they right. spent down there. His own flesh and blood. Oh, that he created. Oh my gosh, disgusting. Just, yeah, it almost seems like a story. Like that's yeah, the only, like this cannot. That's be the only real. way my brain can really process it. You know, but this is real life, and this literally only happened twelve years ago. It's that's crazy life. too. Two thousand and eight is when this all happened, or came to light. Oh. A prison warden said the only reason he had a cellmate is because they needed someone to make sure that he didn't try and commit suicide. Mm -hmm. So the word spread in prison that Joseph was the worst kind of scum that needed to be dealt with. Mm -hmm. And there was a price to be the first inmate to kill him. Mm -hmm. Now get this. Let me just give you the rundown on this dude's lawyer, okay? Mm-hmm. Like, I know it's his job. He's a defense attorney, blah, 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 blah. Yeah. But I still don't think I could be paid enough money in the world to defend someone this no. sick. No. No way. And you're really going to be pissed off um, about some of the things he says. Like I said, I know it's his job, but, like, we have to hate on this guy because, like, you chose this profession. I was thinking about this the other day. Like, if I had to go into law, I would obviously be a prosecutor. Yeah, there's like, no way. I wouldn't be able to do it. Like, I, I would not be able to do Especially it. No amount of money. He admits it. It's this whole, like, no, there's, I don't understand. I really just don't understand. No. But anyways, his lawyer's name was Rudolph Mayer, and he was 60 years old. Mayer immediately made himself available to the press because he knew it would be hard to defend him. So he planned on changing the negative public perception of Joseph. So he was going to go out there and try and talk good things about him because there's no way he's going to be defended going to be able to defend him if the entire community hates him if he doesn't get out there and at least try is his right kind of yeah mm-hmm. rudolph says quote joseph fritzel is being portrayed as a horrific monster and sexual tyrant my job is to show him as a human being end quote 
any human being that can do that to their own child, mm-hmm. there's no freaking way in hell that no. has any, like, nothing. There's nothing there. No. He's not a human. He's right. a monster. Right. He did it. I mean. And he had no remorse for it until he got caught, basically, is what I'm seeing. That's right. what I gather. Absolutely. Did I? Yeah. Um. He also said that Joseph didn't have a negative aura about him like the other criminals do, which I don't even know Excuse what that's me? supposed to mean. <laughs> what? So you couldn't tell he was a creep just by hanging out with him? You didn't see the red flames around him? Get out of here. Just get out of here. Ugh. After their second meeting is when he advised his client to stop talking to authorities. Because, hello, you've already admitted everything, so why not keep talking? Right. During this time, Kirsten's condition continued to deteriorate, and she was not expected to live. She's only 19. Keep that in mind. Um, But she had multiple organ failure, and that is what lowered her chances of survival. The prosecutor said that they would try and charge him with murder if she died because of his negligence, as they were going to try and do with Alex, the Mm -hmm. twin, or Michael. It was Michael that died, I think. Mayer also confirmed he was working on an insanity defense for Joseph because oh, he thinks gosh. he has to have a mental disorder that was triggered. He says, quote, I can't imagine that someone has sex with their own daughter without having a mental disorder. Therefore, he's not responsible for his actions. Oh, End my quote. gosh. Stop. Um, so, I know yeah. morbid girls, our ladies, talk about this often, and I just would like to bring this up because I completely agree. There's something different between criminally insane like not knowing what's right and what's wrong right versus being insane like yeah there is something wrong with him but he's not criminally insane because he knew exactly what he was doing right yeah he obviously knew exactly what he was doing the and he hours did it. he must have put into building her prison this was premeditated let's right. keep in mind he spent what eight years building right. this he did this when his daughter Right. Was 12 years old, he had this idea yeah. of locking her in a dungeon and making her his sex slave, and you're going to try and have some insanity defense? Like, yeah, mm-hmm. he's, oh, yeah, right. you're right. He's freaking insane, bro, right. but Mm-mm. he doesn't qualify to be put into a psychiatric ward. No. He needs to be in prison for the rest of his freaking he life. He needs to die. So, further saying that... He didn't deserve to be in prison, but in a psych ward. What? And the next morning, a psychiatrist ruled him mentally competent. Good. So, goodbye insanity Good. defense. I, even right. though I'm pretty sure they try and do this one more time. But, yeah. Ugh. Under, yes, exactly what I just said. Under Austrian <laughs> law, he was allowed a second opinion. And that is just exactly what Rudolf Mayer does. The police also discover it was all premeditated. Like I said, uh, because he had started building the dungeon shortly after he started raping her. So this is when Elizabeth was telling her telling her side of the story. And then they realized that he made this dungeon six years, eight years in advance. Right. So that all came out. Yes. Good. The family lawyer updated the public on Elizabeth and her children. He said she... Oops. She was very strong and a tower of strength. He goes on to say that the media reported reports about Elizabeth's looks weren't true. This is what he says, the family lawyer. Mm-hmm. Quote, <clears throat> quote, Elizabeth is an attractive woman and does not look old or drawn in some way. End quote. So, I don't know. 
like I'm going to mention, there's no pictures of her. Right. But it's said that she is old, wrinkly, and gray. And then there are lawyers coming out and saying she's attractive and she doesn't look old. But does she have teeth? Like, I don't think anyone ever addresses it. Huh. Not that that's a big part of it, you know, but I'm just curious. I don't know. Human nature, you know? Yeah. But the thought of losing all my teeth makes me want to cry. Me, I have any teeth I in my have head. freaking nightmares cry. about my adult teeth getting loose and having to pull them. Pull them. Yeah. Like, that's... Like, I will wake up and, like, fill my teeth mm-hmm. to make sure they're still there. <laughs> Yeah. And they're not loose. No, no, no. That's, yeah. That's scary. It's like I mean, a legit fear of mine. Yeah. Oh, I would like cry. It was horrible. Me too. I need my teeth. <laughs> he also reveals that Kirsten, Stefan, and Felix would all be receiving birth certificates soon. So now they would all legally exist. Okay, but is the... Is Joseph going to be on the birth certificate? Like, how does that work? I don't think... One, I don't think they'll put him on there. They don't have to, no. I guess. Okay. I wouldn't think Oh, so. yeah, because if somebody doesn't know the father of their child, I guess. Yeah. yeah. I don't think they put it on there. Mm-hmm. I think the reason for this birth certificate was so that, like I said, they would legally exist. That's right. They become citizens, you know. I don't know if they do socials over there in Austria, but, you know, still like that. I wondered about that. I was just thinking about it in my head. If I ever, really don't know. If they have social security, they have to have some kind of number. Like for passports and stuff. Right? I don't know. I don't know. Anyway. Um, Felix seemed to be really doing well and doing the best since he was the youngest. He was learning to run and ride a bike. But Stefan was having trouble even standing up because he lacked basic motor skills and coordination. Um, they also noted the upstairs kids were having a hard time because they weren't allowed to go out and wondered when they would see their friends again. So... Maybe never. Sorry, I guys. think it's I think it's very interesting that they had two different worries in this situation, and I'll get yep. to that in just a For minute. For sure. Um, Elizabeth was so moved by all of the love being poured out to her family that she pulled everyone together for a family project. And I really wish I could find a picture of this. So I'm going to try and do a lot of digging mm-hmm. because I think it'd be cool to set, like see. But let me just kind of paint the picture for you. They spent two days preparing a huge thank you poster for the whole community. Everyone traced their handprint and wrote a message inside in all different colors. And I'm going to read you um, some of the things they wrote. So, Elizabeth's message said, quote, I wish for the recovery of my daughter Kirsten, the love of my children, the protection of my family, for people with a big heart and compassion, end quote. Okay, so Elizabeth is a badass. Like, yeah. You go, girl. That's awesome. That it, he didn't break her, you know? For 24 years. And she comes out and she's just thanking everyone. Right. and Organizing the family. Yeah. Projects. Oh, that's awesome. Sorry. Lisa wrote, quote, Wishes. Health that everyone go, everything goes well. Love, happiness. Mrs. Kirsten, school, friends, fresh air, class 1C, end quote. Aww. So... I'll get to that in a second because it's just something I have to say. Okay, so Stefan wrote, quote, I miss my sister. I am enjoying freedom and my family. I like the sun, the fresh air, and the nature, end quote. Alex wrote, quote, 
I desire freedom, strength, and power in the sun. I miss the fire brigade. Br- what did you say it was? Brigade. Brigade. brigade yeah. And Sister Kirsten, in quote. And so, we had kept talking and my mic cut off. Yep. But um, we were discussing the fire brigade. Uh-huh. And that being, we, well, I googled and it's, it's basically like a fire department or like firefighters. But I don't know if he was, like, a volunteer firefighter or something, like, we were talking about, like, maybe a program at school or something. Because Monica mentions the same thing. Yep. And she she writes, quote, wishes that Kirsten gets better, lots of love, that everything is soon passed, Mrs. Fire Brigade, Brigade, music school, friends, school, Kirsten, end quote. Felix wrote, quote, I dream of playing with other children, running in the meadows, riding in cars, playing ball, swimming, sleigh rides, and playing with other children, end quote. Yeah. Rosemarie was the last one to add anything to the poster saying, quote, I wish to be able to live in peace with my children. With much strength and with God's help, I miss my dear friends and my freedom, end quote. And so this is what I wanted to say when I was reading through all these different things. Yes. It's very obvious to point out the differences between the upstairs family and the downstairs family. How they had such a different outlook on the situation. Yeah. And so, while the upstairs family is, like, wishing for freedom and they're not being able to do things they want to do, like go to school and see their friends. Yep. they And they wanted to be, you know, they wanted to go out and do things without being stuck in the hospital. But the downstairs family, like, they were free. Yep. Like, being stuck in a hospital was nothing compared to the dungeon and the torture right. and the stress and trauma all of that they were experiencing in the dungeon they were really happy and they were just all very thankful for getting out of the dungeon like it's just weird to see the difference it's like there's like the upstairs families oh my gosh we're sitting here trapped but like yeah yeah and it's not their fault they didn't have to go through it but like exactly like they don't know what trap is like that is freedom Uh that is they're taking things for granted yep for sure in front of the people that's right that went through a whole hell of a lot. Yeah. Um, Kirsten's condition mm. was slightly improved and she was stable. So, thankfully, this was no longer a life-threatening situation. May 12th, the doctors decided to slowly start weaning Kirsten from her medication and ease her out of a coma. Although they were worried she might suffer some brain damage due to the cramping caused by the infection. That same day was Joseph's insanity trial This was weeks of testing to see if he really understood the horror and pain that he had caused. Um, I'm also going to butcher this psychiatrist's name, so bear with me. But (laughs) Dr. Adelheid Kastner was the head psychiatrist who led a team of experts to interview Joseph. Um, She promised the media attention would not sway her decision. One popular... Popular? Popular. <laughs> One popular theory was he suffered from Frankenstein syndrome. Excuse me? <laughs> uh, yeah, I don't know. It says, um, quote, he was like Dr. Frankenstein. Fritzl was delusional, enjoyed being the master of life and death, exercising the ultimate power. So, basically, he was playing God. Yeah. And he enjoyed doing that fantasy. Mm-hmm. Um, he then continues on by saying he was like Dr. Frankenstein, father and children, then deciding their fate and controlling all that they did. This man is the personification of terrifying power of evil, the mm-hmm. devil, end quote. Mm-hmm. So, during all of this, um, 
there was another victim, not of Joseph Fritzl, but another victim in Austria that had been held captive for eight years by a man um, around the same time. So Elizabeth got captured sometime in between that and her release. There was another girl that got abducted and released while Elizabeth was in captivity because in the book I read, um, Elizabeth and her children actually saw the news story about Natasha Campush, which is the, she was 10 years old when she was abducted. They saw where she had been, or had been set free or something like that. I don't think she was set free. I think she had escaped at 18 years old and they saw that news story and had hope that they would finally get out too. Um, but I'm not going to go into her case too far because I would like to cover this in a future episode. Yeah. Um, but I did want to give you a few things that she said about this whole ordeal mm-hmm. and her perspective when she heard about the Fritzl case. Um, she did offer her help to the family and thought sharing her experience would help the healing process if that's something they had wanted. Right. Um, Natasha speaks about Joseph saying, quote, he's a liar. He doesn't care about anyone but himself, and it's monstrous for him to claim that he loves his wife and daughter. What he did was sick. She later says, in my case, you wonder how a total stranger can possibly take a child from their parents and to put a whole family through such severe trauma. But Fritzl did that to his own child, to his own family. That is even more unbelievable, end quote. Yes. yes and she, yeah, like... Exactly what she said. Like, it's hard for us to imagine some random stranger abducting a 10-year-old and keeping them captive. But for a man, a father, to abduct his own child and force trauma upon that child and the children that he forces her to have of his for 24 years. Like, no, he's not sorry. He knows exactly what he was doing. Right. He planned the whole thing. And then, you know... She continued on to warn the family that the healing would take a while, and two years after her rescue, she was still seeing doctors and psychologists for help. So, not to scare them, but, like, this isn't going to be one and done. Like, no. continue They're to seek help if you need They're probably going to need serious therapy their whole oh, lives, dude. I yeah. imagine. Mm. May 15th, Kirsten woke up from her coma. It appeared that she had not suffered any brain damage. She was awake, and she was smiling. Aww. So... How many? Uh, how long was she in the hospital? Maybe a month. Yeah, I think it, like this is all happened. Like they got like she goes in the hospital, they get released, he gets arrested, bing 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 bing. Like it's all yeah. like a really like this all happened within like a month or so. Um, it comes out later that there was no gas line hooked up to the cellar, and there was also not a time device to open the cellar door in the event mm-hmm. of Joseph dying. Yeah, and so they realized that he lied about that. Yeah. Um, and police also found that Joseph delayed getting Kirsten to the hospital until Rosemary had left for Italy. Because he did. Yeah. Like, he, like, she could have died. I'm surprised he took her after the twin, after he was just like... Me too. Yeah. But, like, how is he gonna get rid of, like, I hate to say it, but, like, a three-day-old baby's a lot harder to get rid of than a 19-year-old girl. Right. Easier to get rid of. So. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I don't know. I don't know really what it's all, that was all about, but... Yeah. They found that his real motivation for bringing the three children upstairs was the monetary gain. Okay. And he had been making $60,000 a year from the state. Oh, my 
God. Yes. Everything he did was for himself. He mm-hmm. shade, He showed no empathy to any of the children. It was just all about him. Yep. Like, the, whatever. Yeah. Um. So, just a really quick fun fact to break up this horror. All right. Do it. Uh, and I don't, I don't really have an ending to this little tidbit, but I just thought it would be cool to be said. Mm-hmm. Arnold Schwarzenegger invited the family to visit him in Hollywood as soon as they were well enough to travel. A source had told London's Daily Star that Schwarzenegger would, quote, pay for it privately and Elizabeth and her children will be personal guests. These children have been prisoners all their life. Can you imagine how they'd react in Disneyland or a trip to Universal Studios, end quote? Wow. So, Arnold Schwarzenegger, I do believe, is from Austria, too. Yep. And so, I think that's Uh why he reached out to them because not only of all the horror that they had went through, but, you know, just... Those are his... That's right. That's his homeland, his citizens, you know. That's cool. Um, Ben Affleck also gave his opinion when being interviewed for his... So, I thought this was interesting. He was being interviewed for his movie, Gone Baby Gone, about a child abduction. Yes. And during this interview, he had asked what should happen to people who criminally abuse children and Affleck says quote emotionally I think Austrian sex offender Joseph Fritzl should be killed end quote so this was like news story like worldwide like this is not just Austrian headlines I miss this I know in 2008 I mean I was only like nine or eight but eight to nine I just graduated from college I just wonder and I used to watch the news back then isn't that insane it's crazy that is nuts yeah Reports from the St. Poulton Jail suggested that Joseph was tr- showing more remorse now. They said mm-hmm. his... Mm-hmm, yeah. he's scared mm-hmm. in jail. They Prison. said... Yeah, he can't walk into the courtroom cocky as hell no. and expect them to give them him an insanity plea. So, of course he's going to show yeah, remorse. Right. And they said that his mood completely changed in the last three weeks of imprisonment. Quote, when he first arrived, he was arrogant and unrepentant, but now he's a broken man. He cries all night and has lost a lot of weight. He's wasting away. End quote. Good. Waste away. Dude, bye. Dude, bye. Because being in a jail cell that has bars, you're able to get out during the day. Like, you can look at other people. They're taunting you, but at least you have other people there. Elizabeth and her children had nothing. Like, they would have rather been in jail. He's just doing this to try to set the scene for something that's going to benefit him. A of lighter course. sense. Like, we're not even playing with you, dude. They literally lived in a concrete cellar underground, no windows, no fresh air, and they never saw anyone but their freaking father. And he had the audacity to sit there and cry, and somebody was like, oh, you're wasting away. Yeah, look at Elizabeth and her children. Right. They, uh, from some reports, they don't even look alive. Like, they're like walking skeletons. That's ridiculous. Oh, it's just annoying. Yep. Oh. (laughs) Since his arrest, there was only one person other than his lawyer who had visited him, and it was an unidentified family friend. He requested... The audacity of this dude. He requested to see Rosemary and Elizabeth... What? Yeah. 
Yeah, he told his legal team, "quote I want to see my family to explain things and find out how they are. Uh, how they are things. Stop. I'm worried about them." End quote. Uh, You're worried about them. Oh, how interesting! How did you not worry about them when Elizabeth was pushing out seven of your ch- eight of your children right. without pain medication? Yeah, and all this all she ever had was aspirin. And I'm sorry, but why not give them vitamin D supplements? Like. You can see they're paling. Right. You can see her hair turning gray. You can see their teeth falling out. But now that they're out of your control, you're worried about them? Ugh. That's just... He's, he's a sick, sick person. Oh, to my knowledge, of course, they never visited him. Elizabeth never wanted to see him again. Yeah, yeah I would think so. Yeah. Can you imagine? Oh, just wait. Oh, just wait. Mm-mm. June 1st, the doctors took the breathing tube out of out of Kirsten, and her first words were hello. This was six weeks after being in a coma. She had started trying to move so her muscles wouldn't atrophy. She had to be taught how to swallow food and speak again since she was on the breathing machine for so long. The doctor said even though there was so much damage to her organs, Kirsten was expected to make a full recovery, and she was making good physical proce- progress. But that mental state was completely different subject. Yeah. So it's good that she is physically recovering, but like and mentally, how can you? Mm-hmm. So for some reason, we have those disgusting human beings who admire or sympathize with sickos Stop. like Joseph Russell. Oh, yeah, shit. he had m- received. Over 200 love letters from women that offered romance. Rose. What? They thought he was good at heart and was being misunderstood. Like, ma'am? Who? What's the misunderstanding of this man kidnapping his child and fathering multiple children with her and keeping her under a dungeon for 24 years? Where's the misunderstanding? Who are these people? And, like, where do they stay? That's disgusting. Confused. What? Where is the misunderstanding about incest and imprisonment? Um, I mean, there's not not really much to misunderstand, in my opinion. And the fact that they're... uh, What? (sighs) God bless. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um... Joseph was also staying in his cell 23 and a half hours a day because he feared the other inmates. But, something that just I thought I would put in here. Mm. A week later, he requested a supply of anti-aging cream and complained of chest pain and stomach aches. Die. Sir? Anti-aging cream isn't going to do shit for your huge bags and your terrible skin. You is ugly, dude. Mm -mm. No amounts of money. He should have started a regimen years ago. And a regimen on that heart with your nasty behind. Yeah. Secondly, who gives two craps about your your looks or your pains? Like, get over yourself. We don't care. No one cares. Just... Have a heart attack and die and see how many people come to your funeral. Right. None. You're disgusting. Monster. You're a disgusting person. Monster. Monster. Later that week, Kirsten was walking again for the first time and was moved to the clinic with the rest of her family. 
Um, Kirsten was finally reunited with her mother, Stefan and Felix, and this was the first time she was able to meet her grandmother and her other siblings. A few days later, news reported that Joseph was suffering from a heart condition and might not live long enough to see a trial. Tear. Um, yeah, where, 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 where's my buckets of tears? Right. Yeah. I don't see them. Mm -mm. Prosecutors had warned that it could take a while before Elizabeth, Kirsten, and Stefan could be interviewed, which would delay the trial even further. Mm -hmm. When Elizabeth found out about this, she said she wanted to talk to prosecutors right then, and she wasn't going to let her father die without getting the proper justice. Like, go off, sis. Yeah, she is. Wow. In late June, Elizabeth's psychiatrist told the prosecutors that she was too unwell to make her court statement in a few weeks. Mm -hmm. They said that she was too traumatized to give any evidence. They did say that she could do a video recording that why she did not have to show up in court so she wouldn't have to see her father but was able to give her testimony. Right. Which is good enough in my opinion. Yeah, for sure. One of the prosecutors said, quote, we should be able to finalize the charges in early stages of November with a trial now in the winter months, end quote. A few days later, it was leaked that Joseph had started writing memoirs from his point of view to make money to fund his... Stop it. Yeah. Ugh. Elizabeth was appalled that he was going to sell her story and this sick version to the press. Her attorney said, quote, it's bad enough with all the leaks from doctors and police about Elizabeth, but her father, who caused all of her suffering, means to cash in on her ordeal is sickening. That's who he is. End quote. That's who he is. Mm. Ugh. I am speechless. I literally have no words for this man. Like, what the hell are you talking about, dude? What do you mean you're going to write from your point of story or your point of view when there's what, what the enjoyment you got about it? Nasty, right. nasty. You don't feel bad at and all. People, the thing is people would buy it. Did he, did he do it? No, I think yeah. I'm, I'm thinking they might've stopped it, but maybe they took his pen and paper. They need to stab him in the hands with some pen okay. and paper. Anyways, yeah. in July, one of Elizabeth's old friends, Krista Goatsinger, Possibly. Nice. I like it. Composed a tribute song called 24 Years. Now, I think this was taken off, like, the market. But I am going to read you a few lyrics that I found. Okay. It Hopefully says... I wrote this song. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It says, You were a little girl in a small town. A girl with many dreams and wishes, but your fate has chosen someone else. When he took you to the dungeon at the age of 18... 24 years without love, without luck. Elizabeth, who's going to give you back those years? Krista had sent a copy of the CD in a letter to the clinic wanting to reach out to Elizabeth. And a few weeks after she received the letter, um, or a few weeks later, she had received a letter from Elizabeth's lawyer telling her to take the CD off the market immediately and give them the donations that she had made. Krista said, quote, I am very disappointed, and I do not understand it. I thought the legal letter was a bit over the top, but at the end of the day, Elizabeth's well-being is all that counts, end quote. I mean, that's sweet, but it also kind of seems like another person that's just trying to take advantage. Like, if you put it on the market, I guess you would have brought it for her, you know? I think it would be a little different story. And with her bless, I don't know. It just feels a little bit like sis is trying to get paid. Yeah. To me, they but. said, "Oh, I need the girl that was held captive for exactly." Years. That's what I mean. Whatever, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
Elizabeth was able to testify and Joseph refused to attend and stayed in his cell. Which I didn't think they were, I don't know what all that was about because I didn't think they were going to like give them face to face anyways. But right. I guess like just at the video maybe or something. I don't yeah. know. She told her entire story and two weeks later Stefan and Kirsten refused to testify against their father. This is something that set back the prosecution. Mm. They said Elizabeth had a strong testimony, though, and they thought they would be able to do just fine without the children's accounts of what had happened. Less than a month after they were all moved to a new villa, Elizabeth kicked her mother out and told her to never come back. She was angry that the children upstairs were still calling Rosemary mom, and it was reported that Elizabeth began asking questions like where was her mother at and why was she still married to him even after the 1967 rape conviction that he had. She's also mad that her mother never did anything to protect her and how, like, questioned, like, how in the hell she didn't know right. about the cellar and what Just, was going okay. on. Okay, like I said, that's, um, hmm. I don't know. Well, fish Okay, agree. Elizabeth also demanded that Rosemary divorce Joseph and go back to her maiden name, which she did within a couple of weeks. So, by the beginning of August, there were reports Elizabeth would walk around with a handsome man in his 30s. Oh, get it, girl. This handsome man um, was her bodyguard, I do believe. But I'll get into that in a little bit later. Mm-hmm. Um, there were the reports that they were getting pretty close. And a few days later, Elizabeth took her children back to the dungeon to help investigators build their case against Joseph. She went. She went back down there? With her children. <gasps> I guess the police asked her to, like, reenact, like, their daily routine to get evidence. Again. I can't believe, yeah, I can't believe she went back, like, willingly went back down there. She is so strong. Like, women are just She was amazing. doing what she could to put this sicko behind bars. And she was doing a lot. Yeah. I don't know why they needed to do, see this, but they did. Mm-hmm. So... In news reports, there was a story on how the Fritzels were really coping. Elizabeth and her children were having to be heavily sedated with tranquilizers to keep them, to help them forget their time in the cellar and its horror. And it claimed that Kirsten had PTSD. But, like, they all have the right to PTSD because that was, like, some horrific crap they went through. Yeah. Um, she allegedly suffered from panic attacks that could be triggered from simply shutting a door or turning the lights off. Mm. And it also talked about how Stefan was 5'9", which was three inches taller than the highest point of the cellar, yep. was still not able to walk properly, and the doctors feared that his spine might never straighten right. out, which would leave him crippled. They thought only Felix would make a full recovery, like I said, being only four years old, um, and he would be able to live a normal life. At the beginning of September, Lisa, Monica, and Alexander were allowed to resume their normal schedules and return to school. And so they were very excited about this. Yeah. So at least they got a little bit of normalcy for a little bit. That's right. October 22nd, a psychiatrist wrote a 130-page report that was leaked to the press. It revealed that Joseph blamed his mother, saying, quote, I was born to rape. Bearing that in mind, yeah. I... Ugh, yeah, I... Ugh. I controlled myself for quite a long time. I could have behaved a lot worse than locking up my daughter, end quote. Ugh. Yes. Asshole. He said he could have done a lot worse. Oh my gosh. What? There's no worse. Okay. Uh, 
Unless he kept them down there and just kept having children. Or killed them all. Yeah. I mean, oh. Like, I feel like his next step, like, if Kirsten wouldn't have gotten sick, to just start impregnating her. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's disgusting. Yeah. That's next level. Just, wow. Ugh. Next level of just wow. Just wow. Wow. <laughs> like, whoa. <laughs> whoa, dearie. <laughs> He also admitted to being able to look Elizabeth in the face while raping her so he could distance himself from what he was doing and said the day he her imprisonment started, he stopped having sex with Rose Marie. It was all summed up by saying, although Joseph was a screwed up dude in the head, mm-hmm. he was competent for trial. So this is the second opinion yep. that says, no, he's not criminally insane like he knows exactly what he's doing, whether right. he's got a screwed up past or not. Um, he knows yeah. what's up. Right. You're a grown up. She also said that he would never or should never be a free man again because he would always pose a danger to society. Mm-hmm. It was recommended that he spent the rest of his days in a secure psychiatric unit. A week later, it came out that Joseph had imprisoned his own mother for 20 years before her death. What? That he had locked her up and bricked up the window so she never saw the light of day again. Okay, did he rape her too, you wonder? Ugh. Probably this is uh, yeah. coming out a week after this so he, report he, that he imprisoned his own mother oh before gosh. imprisoning Elizabeth. <laughs> Nutso, dude. Mm-hmm. Like, bananas. Wow. November 13th, Joseph was formally charged with rape, murder, slavery, incest, abuse, and imprisonment. Wow. Mm-hmm. His attorney said he would not appeal the charges. Joseph states, quote, I realize now that I am not normal. With the help of therapists, I want to know what the real reasons are for why I've behaved like I did. I want to get treatment, end quote. Mm. Like, you're a, just a sick human being. There's no There's amount no of therapy, treatment. Uh-uh. treatment, anything that can help mm-hmm. you. That's What you did was disgusting and despicable right. and... There's a lot wrong with you, but, like, no one is going to be able to explain to you why. What does it matter now anyway? I mean, lives have been ruined. March 16th, 2009, Joseph Fritzl's trial began. The first day of trial, Joseph was led into the courthouse, caught trying to cover his face with a folder. He pled guilty to all charges except murder and grievous assault by threatening to gas the family if if they tried to escape. His attorney said that his client was not a monster and made the point to bring up the fact that he brought a Christmas tree down for them. Like, yay! What a great guy. Christmas tree. You can't even celebrate Christmas with your family, but here's a freaking tree. Woohoo! He's grass. What an idiot. This is ridiculous. How could... Mm. You beat, rape, and hold your own daughter captive for 24 years, have seven children... By you, and a Christmas tree is just supposed to make make right. it make just and make it a lot sickly. better. You know he could see they were sickly, and he's mm. the definition of a monster. And I will say it a thousand more times before this episode over. Like you're disgusting, gross. Of course, the prosecutor asks for life in jail. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't. I'm getting the the gist that Austria doesn't have a death penalty. By the way, oh. so. I don't know that for a hundred percent fact, but I feel like this would be a case to ask for death. Right. And so I don't and think it they probably have would one. have at least been mentioned. Yeah. yeah. I agree. She 
Eden passed around objects out of the cellar to make sure the jurors knew how moldy and nasty the cellar was. And the smell of these items made some jurors flinch. Uh. And they also watched 11 hours of Elizabeth's recorded statement. The tape was so hard to watch that they could only view it in two-hour increments, and there was also four backup jurors, just in case any of the ones that were selected couldn't bear to listen to any more. Eleven hours? Yeah. And it was so horrifying that they had to have backup jurors to finish if they needed them. The next day, Elizabeth attended the criminal trial against her father in preparation for a book she wrote about her ordeal. Fritzl's attorney, Rudolph Mayer, confirmed that she had been in the visitor's gallery in disguise at the time of her video testimony was aired. Mayer says, quote, Joseph Fritzl recognized that Elizabeth was in courtroom, was in court, and from this point on, you could see Joseph Fritzl going pale and he broke down. It was a meeting of eyes that changed his mind, end quote. Ugh. Okay. Mm-hmm. You're about to say, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. The next day, Fritzl began his proceedings by approaching the judge and changing his pleas to guilty on all charges. On March 19, 2009, Joseph was sentenced to life imprisonment without the possibility of parole for 15 years. He's currently serving out his sentence in Garston Abbey, a former monastery that had been converted into a prison. Mm -hmm. In 2017, it was said Joseph changed his name after a severe beating he got that resulted in several of his teeth getting knocked out. They should have knocked them all out. Uh, You don't get to have teeth, buddy. Yeah, I would have done a lot more than knock some Mm -hmm. some of his teeth out. Yeah. A journalist interviewed him from his cell and stated that Joseph didn't show any signs of remorse and said that Joseph kept on about just, or Quote, just look into the cellars of the other people. You might find other families and girls down there. Uh, uh. Uh. So you just act like that was normal. Like, oh, you don't know. I'm not the only sick one out here. There's plenty of people around here with families and children in their basements. (laughs) As if that was normal. Like I said. Right. In 2019, it was reported that Fritzl's health was declining and that he did not want to live anymore. In that article, it also stated that Joseph was suffering from dementia. And a prisoner told the writer that, quote, just hearing his name makes me nauseous, end quote. Same. Earlier this year, as in 2022, Mm -hmm. the regional court of Krems in Lower Austria, mm-hmm. decided that it would move Joseph from a special unit from for the criminally insane to the regular prison system. This, in turn, would mean that after having served 15 years of his sentence, he would be able to apply for early release. What? He get out, did he? Let me finish. Oh, gosh. The public prosecutor's office was opposed to this plan and immediately appealed the decision. The higher regional court has appointed an expert to examine Joseph in an effort to determine his psychiatric and neurological condition after more than 10 years in prison, much of which have been spent separated from other inmates. If the expert detects any abnormalities, Fritzl will have to remain in the prison system and will not be eligible to ask for early release. However, 
He could be released from prison as early as 2024 if the expert deems that the 86-year-old man is sound of mind. 86? If they deem him sound of mind this year or whenever they're doing this evaluation or whatever, he can be released from prison in 2024 for imprisoning his daughter, raping her repeatedly, fathering children for 24 years. Wow. I still can't believe he's 86. Yeah. Like I said before, demons live forever. You're right. Mm-hmm. Like, what's he should the, have been taken out a long time ago. What's the, um, oh, now I can't even think of what it's called. The average age of death for men. I know it's in the U.S., but it's like 70s. Yeah. And this fool's out there living at 86. Mm. Today, Elizabeth Fritzel lives under a new identity in a secret Austrian village only known as Village X. This home is under constant CCTV surveillance and police patrol every corner. The family doesn't allow interviews anywhere within their walls and, decli- and decline to give any themselves. Though she's now in her mid-50s, the last photo of Elizabeth that was ever taken was when she was just 16 years old. Wow. Isn't that insane? That's nuts. All of the children and Elizabeth seem to have recovered and lead as normal lives as they possibly can. Elizabeth and her mother also have reconciled their relationship and she forgave her mother for believing Joseph's story. It is said Elizabeth has found love with her bodyguard and the one I reported that people were seeing. Yep. Um, There's also one report I saw that they were actually getting married. It also stated that he is 23 years younger than her. You go, girl. So, mm-hmm. get it, I get guess. It. Get after it. As far as the dungeon goes, it was filled with cement and was, was sold hoping. in December of 2006. Mm-hmm. Their plan for that house was to turn it into apartments. So, that was the horrible freaking case of Elizabeth Fritzel and her 24 years of captivity. And I'm so glad it's over with. Um, because, wow. what, what Wow, I just might have PTSD from this whole yeah. tale I told Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me give you some sources, and then I do want to mention something really, really quick before we mm-hmm. end. Um, my sources, most of them, most of my information came from the book by John Glatt that I had mentioned in episode one or part one. Good grief! I'm so glad this episode's ending so I can stop saying episode one. Um, Secrets in the Cellar. Um, Wikipedia, an article by Metro, Criminal Minds Wiki, an article by the U.S. Sun, an article by Briefly, were all my sources. Um, so, let me jump to something real fast. And as all of you know, it is the month of April. Mm-hmm. And... I just wanted to read a few things about the month of April because it's something that we should talk about a lot more. Um, April is Sexual Assault Awareness Month. Um, and since we covered this case, I feel like this would be a good way to yeah, end it. For sure. Um, Sexual Assault Awareness Month um, is an annual campaign to raise public awareness about sexual assault and educate communities and individuals on how to prevent sexual violence. Um, there are many different forms of sexual assault that can include include child sexual abuse, which also, by the way, I think April is also um, Child Abuse Prevention Month. Mm-hmm. So I thought mm-hmm. I'd mention that too. Um, domestic sexual violence, groping, rape, and sexual harassment are all 
different um, little branches off of sexual assault, I guess. Yeah. Um, and it's happening, like, it just happens way too frequently. Um, almost every case I feel like we have covered so far has some sort There's of sexual. sexual yeah. yeah. Mm-hmm. So, we, we've got to be doing something different about that. That's um, right. And I wanted to read you a few statistics. Now, I shared this yeah, on our Instagram mm-hmm. um, and our Facebook group. So, if you're interested in going and reading after it, I also um, have a source linked for you all down there. And I'll read that at the end. Cool. But some of, the stati- some of the statistics I found about it was, um, on average, there are 463,634 victims ages 12 or older of rape and sexual assault each year in the United States. That's way that, too much. Yeah. Way that's insane. too much. Mm-hmm. Ages 12 to 34 are the highest risk years for rape uh, and sexual assault. So, wow. First of all, it's sad that the youngest is 12. It's sad that rape happens at all, but like 12, it just... Yeah. Mm. One out of every six women has been the victim of an attempted or completed rape in her lifetime. Females ages 16 and 19 are four times more likely than the general population to be victims of rape, attempted rape, or sexual assault. And of course, like you think about like, I feel like those at 16 are... You're being able to drive. You're getting more freedom. And then right. you're hanging out with people. And, like, you're at high schools, parties, and people are drinking. And yep. you go off with this cute guy, and he wants to do something. You're like, no, no, no. And he yep. does anyways. Yep. Like, he's not your fault. But it happens. You know, like, these guys are just... Carry a weapon, um, some mace. And you never know. let your friends go along go with some the, rando. Um, the self-defense classes... Like, I almost feel like that should be a requirement. Oh, especially for women. Right. When you're, you know, maybe ninth grade. I don't know. But you need to know quick actions and always be prepared. Don't ever let yourself get so impaired that you can't fend somebody off if you have to. Like, that's terrible to say that. But as women, just because we're women, I don't want to say we're more vulnerable. But it's more likely to, I don't know. Happen. Yeah. Um. Women ages 18 to 24 who are college students are three times more likely than women in the general public to experience sexual violence. So, you know, we think about frats. Like, I went to GSW and I remember one of the frats getting shut down because there was a rape that happened at one of their parties. Mm. Mm -mm. Yeah. That's insane. It's crazy. It sucks. And it sucks. One out of every ten rape victims are male, so of course it happens to men too. I did want to point that out. Like I'm yep. not going to just go off on a tangent on women that because it does happen to male male as well. Twenty one percent of the TGQN, so transgen- transgender, gender queer, non conforming college students have been sexually assaulted. of women who are raped experience symptoms of PTSD during two weeks that follow the rape. And 13% of women who are raped attempt suicide. And so, I feel like, first of all, that's horrible. Um, But also, we need more resources, I feel like. And it needs to be more widely talked about where women don't have to be scared or ashamed of themselves right. for something that happens to them because it's not their fault and they no. need they need help they need 
people that can listen and different things like that. It hurts my heart. It yeah, I just um I don't know. It's yeah, it just didn't I don't oh y'all. We I just, need to talk about stuff like this more though, you know? I mean everybody needs to feel comfortable enough talking about it. And if you get a feeling about a about a guy, go with it. You know, like if you get a creepy feeling or like, you know, whatever. Just listen to your yeah. Um sexual assault is just very prevalent in society and I and like I said, it's just not being talked about enough. Um so this is what the whole month of April is all about. It's like bringing awareness to it. Um there's so many things that we can do to prevent it. Um, like I said, uh, you need to share the stats. You need to have the knowledge. You always have your friends' backs. Um, shove it down people's throat. And, like, if, you, if you're if you a guy and you know one of your creepy guys' friends, okay. like, be, be a man and, st- like, stand up to him. Be like, dude, this is not right. Like, and I know this is kind of silly to bring up a TV show, but, like, 13 Reasons Why. Like, there was – I didn't watch it. Oh no! It was. It was. Um, I didn't get through the first episode. Oh well, in that there, I think it's season two. Um, the one of the main guys, one of the football guys, like would take girls like unconsciously drunk or whatever and rape them, mm. and there was like pictures of it and stuff like that, and uh. like there was a whole like football team that was doing it. Like if you're, you need Mm-mm. to stop that. Like that's not okay. And call your friends out. You know, creepers have no place in the society. Men that abuse women have no place. No. In this None at all. Mm-mm. Um, and I just want to throw this out here before I give you, um, some different resources and references. Um, if it's not crystal clear, it is not consent. Right. So that's a big thing to remember. Um, at parties or whatever, like if they're drunk, if they're not like, yes, verbally, yes, mm-hmm. it's not consent. Do not throw yourself onto a woman. No. You should not have, like, somebody should not have to tell you multiple times, no, I don't think so. No, I don't think so. Let's not. I'm not ready. I don't want to, like, stop the first time she says no. Right. And girls take self-defense classes, and beat their asses if somebody ever tries it on you. That's right. And be firm. Normally, men like that, they're weak, you know? Raise your voice. Stand up. Yeah. I mean, and a lot of times, it'll just stop. There are going to be some sickos, but... Do what you can. Yeah. So, like I said, I wanted to just end this episode with some references and some resources. Mm -hmm. Um, The first one I wanted to mention was the National Sexual Assault Hotline. Um, This is operated by RAIN that serves people affected by sexual violence. It automatically routes the caller to the nearest sexual assault um, service provider. The hotline is 1-800-656-656. Four six seven three, so one eight hundred six five six hope h o p e, um, and then just I'll just to mention a few more of these little organizations, and then we will hop off. But we got the National Sexual Violence Resource Center. That's a website that offers information relating to sexual violence. National Online Resource Center on Violence Against Women, a project. This is a project of the National Resource Center on Domestic Violence 
host a resource library home of thousands of materials on violence against women and related issues. There's the National Center for Victims of Crime. This is dedicated to serve families, individuals, and communities harmed by crime. And the National Street Harassment Hotline. This was also operated by RAIN. And is a resource for those affected by gender-based street harassment. Um, that number is 855-897-5910. And for all you moms listening, let's teach our boys, you know, yes. to respect women, to respect the word no. And, you know, maybe we can change. Yeah, like we need to raise our children. Like we don't, we shouldn't have to change a 30, 40, 50, 60 year old man's mind. Right. It should not have, it shouldn't need to be changed in the first place. Yep. Like. That's right. Yeah. And teach your boys to stand up. Well, and I think this also goes along with, like, your partner and, like, the way your children see you interact with your husband or your boyfriend or whoever. Like, Mm -hmm. don't subject yourself to domestic violence or anything like that because you're showing your children what's okay and what to take. So, Mm -hmm. then this all goes back, you know. Yeah. We all can do better. That's right. Mm-hmm. So, thank you for listening this really Tuesday. Really glad that uh, the Fritzel case is done. Me that was very informative. I can't believe that I didn't know, know that it happened in like, 2008. Yeah. But, yeah. It's 14 years ago now, isn't it? I kept saying That's 12. crazy. I don't know. I can't do math in my head. If you want to bust out a calculator... But... God bless. I don't know. I can't... I might be wrong anyways. But anyways... um. Thank you all so much for listening. Yes. As always, you need yep. to follow the Instagram. At ill-natured. Wait. I've, I've, I studied a little bit just to make sure. At ill-natured pod. That's right. Okay. okay you join the Facebook group. Ill-natured podcast. That's right. Okay. We do have a Twitter, which is also. Ill-natured pod. Yep. Uh-huh. And. Feel free to send us an email. Yeah, maybe. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Illnaturedpod at yahoo.com. That's right. As always, uh, like us, subscribe, rate us, review us, share All us with your friends. The things. Yes, yes, yes. Um, Please and thank you. And we will. So I wanted to bring this up on the podcast really, really fast too before Do we it. end this. Mm-hmm. Um, I know you mentioned it and I wanted to mention it and let's get our listeners' opinions. But mm-hmm. we were talking about doing a local case once a month. That's so right. last month, of course, um, March 1st, our kickoff day, we did Carl Isaacs in the All Day Murders, which is mm-hmm. from Donaldsonville, Georgia. Um, and so this month I wanted to see if I can find some research on the Mansfield murders from Bluffton, Georgia. And I think I'm going to go talk to, um, a lady if she'll talk to me that actually was, I think she found them or saw the getaway car or something like my husband always talks about that. So Mm -hmm. y'all just let us know what you think about that. Yeah, and we'll do what sure. we can to get it out and this month. Any and any other cases? Too, yes, please. We want one yes. every month. There's been a few people that have said, "Hey, you need to do this case," or "Hey, yep. you need to do this case." That's like, right. DM, DM, DM us these suggestions or email us them so we can have them in um, a list or have them somewhere other than That's our right. brains. Because there's another one from Donaldsonville. You remember? 
our friend that messaged us on Facebook um, about the librarian. Yes. I'd like to look into that. Yeah. There. Yeah. Anyway. That's right. Okay. There's mm -hmm. a lot we can do with this locally, even within. I mean, it doesn't have to be like the Johnsonville area. Like, there's no, one I mean, from any Georgia case. I feel yeah, like yeah. I feel like we should do any Georgia case. Like, there's one I really want to cover soon. I listened to a whole podcast on it. it's Rhonda Sue Coleman. Um, I still think it's unsolved. Tara Grinstead from Osceola. There's so oh, many no. I can list off the Atlanta child murders. Yes, that's mm -hmm. there's, and you know I don't believe he did it. Well, yeah. I don't know if I don't believe it, but there are people that have suspicions. So I think we need to do that case too. There's just a whole bunch that we can yeah. do with the good old peach state. So that's right. Yep. Anyways. Also mm -hmm. we need good suggestions on how to do a good old outro. Cause we still, I don't have that down. We yet. don't, <laughs> we just knew we were going to find one that stuck, but and we mm -mm. still have it. No, mm -mm. Mm -mm. no. One okay. Day. One, of these, one of these days. But we do love you guys. And we thank you so much for listening and, and hanging out with us. That's right. I'm just, you know, we're just blessed. We're excited. So we blessed. love hearing so people excited. come up to us and say, oh, we've been listening to the podcast. Like, keep telling us you listen That's to the right. podcast. For real. Yep. And I want to get a map soon and get, like, a highlight or whatever and highlight, like, the different states we get to. Like, I think that'll be fun. So, yeah, I want I some of our um, out-of-state people to drop a dm to us That's or right. post on a facebook group or something tell us where you're For from sure. um what state you're from at least and i want to keep track of that and see how long it takes to get all 50 states so yeah like a fun little competition yeah with each other <laughs> that's right for us <laughs> for us we like to have fun so anyways we will catch y'all next week and just have a wonderful That's week. It. yeah all right we do love you guys and We'll talk to you Tuesday. Yeah. Can't wait. All right. Goodbye. Bye.